Welcome to All Things Career Podcast. The mission of All Things Career is to provide the unwritten rules of success to people of color. No matter if you have a job or own a business, we want to share information and experiences that we wish we knew earlier in our careers. Hey everyone, it's your host Kirsten. On today's show, we're going to be talking about something that I wish I would have learned early on in my career. One in three of all employees would be happy to hear that their boss is leaving the company. So what does that mean? It means that a lot of people don't like the people that they're working for. And the reality is, is that we all have or had a bad boss in our lifetime. But the key is learning how to deal with these bad bosses. So on this episode, we're going to talk about how to deal with a bad boss, specifically the four types of bosses that you may see in the workplace, how to work with them, which means that you're ultimately managing up. And more importantly, I'm going to give you all some insight and just some gems on how you can be confident in your career, even when you have a bad boss that you're reporting to. But before we delve into that, I wanted to first give some context and some background into what a lot of bosses and leaders are seeing. So first and foremost, when someone is given a leadership opportunity or their task with leading a team, a lot of times they receive little to no training on how to lead a team or how to deal with people. And I think that that is important to talk about and start off with saying in today's episode, because we all know that you don't know what you don't know. So if you don't know how to manage people, you can expect yourself to actually be effective at it. So understanding that a lot of times people are given management roles for being able to do the technical skill or being able to just do the job allows us as employees to give a little bit more grace when it comes to bosses and when it comes to leadership and expectations. But now that we got the grace out the way, let's go ahead and delve into the four types of commonly bad bosses that we see in the workplace. Now, what I have done for the sake of this conversation and make it, and to make it easy to listen to is that I've given some names, some personas to these bosses. And for each one of the bosses, I will first define them and kind of give you the framework as to what they do. And then I will give you a personal example. Then I'll end it with that advice or that confidence for you in your journey. So let's jump right in. The first type of boss or manager is the Molly, the manager. Now, this is the person who's a puppet, someone who doesn't want to take a chance on much, doesn't want to be innovative, just wants to keep things afloat. And the reason why I started off with this person is it's so important for us to talk about Molly, the manager, because if you look at them on paper, they're really good, right? They're managing everything. They're making sure everything's in compliance. They're making sure that everything is good to go and everything's streamlined. But what they aren't is that they are not a leader. And I had to learn this early on. There is a difference between a manager and a leader. A manager is someone who just does the job, makes sure everything is good, meets goals, makes sure that you guys are in compliance, that everything is gravy. But a leader, a leader is someone who you want to report to first and foremost, but a leader is someone 
who is going to push you, who is going to develop you, who is going to be someone that you want to aspire to be and someone who is just really going to move the business, but also move your team to new heights. And I had a Molly the manager very early on in my career. Um, For sake of privacy, I'm going to try to keep uh, the gender neutral in this example, and I'm not going to use any names. Um, But I had a manager who was just that, a manager. This person did not want to push the needle. They did not like, you know, any type of new ideas that could be seen as, you know, disruptive. Um, They really wanted to just keep things kosher. And it sounds good if you are, you know, in a point in your career where you're just trying to go to work and get a paycheck. But if you're like me, who's hungry, who is ambitious and wants to be your best self, you really need a leader who is going to pull you along and pull the best out of you. And so I think of a particular example with this manager um, in my career that really stands out to me. And it is Um, This example of when I was in a role where I was recruiting and I was responsible with planning lots of events. And this particular event happened to be a dinner. And um, with the company, we had certain compliance or rules that we had to follow. So if we had a dinner, we could only have a budget of $30 per person just for sake of the story. I'll just say, you know, each person for an event could only you could only spend $30 per person for a dinner event with this company. If you went over that, you would be out of compliance and you could potentially get some disciplinary action. And so I was new in this company. I was new in this role and I was uh, planning an event and it was the day before the event and a couple of people canceled. So those two cancellations then raised um, the minimum or the amount that I was spending per person to $40 versus that 30. That was the compliance number. And so I was kind of freaking out. Again, I'm new to this role and I was trying to figure out what should I do? So I called my manager and I explained to this boss that I was in this pickle. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what last minute advice or recommendation she wanted. Excuse me, what she would advise me to do. Oh, I gave out the identity. Sorry. But anyways, um, so then I was expecting for this manager to say, okay, here's what we can do. Let's strategize together. Let's come up with a solution. Let's figure out what's the best recommendation. But instead, what I got was, you know, you're going to be out of compliance. You're maybe going to face some disciplinary action and you're probably want to rethink this. It wasn't a very solution driven conversation. It was more so reaffirming the things that I already knew in my head. And so I say all that and I give that example for you all to really think about if that is a boss that you have, someone who doesn't help you strategize, someone who just manages you and makes sure that you aren't breaking any rules. And so when I think about that later and think about how I navigated that situation, um, what I figured out and what I realized in my reflection is that I did not depend on that boss to develop me. I depended on that boss to make sure that I was in with good standing of the company, that I was following rules, I was in compliance. And so if you do have a Molly, the manager, you definitely want to recognize that 
this manager is not going to take responsibility for your career. You know, we know that anyways, that each person and each individual is responsible for their success, particularly when you are dealing with a Molly, the manager, you're going to have to go above and beyond with networking, with making sure that you are reaching out to people that will develop you. The second type of manager is Holly, the holdback boss. Now, Holly, the holdback boss is the type of person that low key doesn't want to lose you because you're good talent. They really see the value that you bring to the team, which is good, right? You definitely want your boss to see all that you are, but it's hurtful when they don't allow you to be your best self. So I think a good leader knows when to lead, but also knows when to follow. So when you are leading your career and you're saying, okay, I want to move on to this new aspiration. And if you have a Holly, the holdback boss, and they don't allow you, they don't fall back in a sense and allow you to take responsibility for your career, or they sabotage your career, or they're not supportive for you, that's an issue. And I actually recently had a close friend of mine who recently went through this. Uh, She had a holdback Holly boss who was not supportive of her career ambitions at all. Uh, So this friend of mine, uh, she was in her career or in her current role for about three years. And the climate of our company is that, you know, if you stay in a role for longer than three years, then you're going to be pinned as a career professional in that area. But if you want to expand out to taking on new roles or new occupations or new opportunities, You really need to shift after year three. And so that's what my friend was doing. She was trying to find new opportunities. She was trying to create um, new roles and network and et cetera, et cetera. But she also is a key player and a top performer on her team. And so Holly, the holdback boss, does not want to see my friend move on because that means that he's going to have to find someone new. He's going to have to work a little bit harder with developing other members on his team, et cetera, et cetera. And so what my friend saw was that when she was applying for this role, she did not have her manager support. This manager made comments like, you know, why are you even applying to this role? You're not going to be competitive. You know, there's people that have more experience than you. You know, is this the best time for you? They were just being very negative. And, you know, when you're in that pursuit of pursuing a new career or a new job, you know, your confidence has to be on a really high level because you're convincing people why you shoot the job. So if you're not confident in your abilities, you can expect someone else to see it in you. And so it was really sad to see uh, this boss holding back on my friend's career ambitions, even though she was overly qualified for the role, even though she's performed and she's expressed her aspirations with this boss and to see that person not be supportive was very just, again, sad to see. And so my gem or my piece of advice with managing this is more so on your end, having that confidence. So knowing that not every person will be on your team when you're making a power move. So in this particular case, it may be your boss that's not on your team when you're trying to aspire to more or when you're trying to be your best self. So knowing that and knowing that you're going to have to lean on those people who are going to be your cheerleaders um, in this time of change is going to be so important for you. The third type of boss is say what I want, Sally type of boss. 
This is a person that may say sexist, racist, homophobic, or just really harsh and mean things at work or on calls or whatever it may be. They may be demeaning. They may, they may be just overall rude. And I've unfortunately had a boss just like this. Um, this boss um, had been in the industry for quite some time. I would say 20 plus years. And so I share that context and share that he had he had been a leader for quite some time to share, you know, that grace was very limited because he had worked in this industry and particularly as a leader for years on end. So he should know that this type of behavior is not appropriate or allowed. Um, And so what this boss did is, you know, he said some very demeaning things to a fellow employee that I witnessed. Um, He, you know, called this person retarded, not in front of his face, but he said it in front of other people. And he said it in a jokingly, in a laughing, in a, in a very humorous way. And if you know me, um, I don't take that word very lightly. I have a sister who has Down syndrome and using the R word, as we like to call it in my family, or using the word retarded is very demeaning and very derogatory. There's nothing positive that can come from that word. And side note, um, something that I've learned in my diversity and inclusion work is that when it comes to words, if you cannot find a positive spin on that word, then it was a disrespectful word. So for an example, with the word retarded, there is no positive spin when you call someone retarded. There's no way that that can be perceived as positive. So if you're questioning, you know, if a boss is saying something that maybe you're just being hypersensitive to, or if what they're saying is just not really rude or disrespectful, go back to that question of, is there a positive spin that can be used on this word? So with the word retarded, there is no positive spin that can be taken from that. And so in that example, I was very shocked that that happened. And I had to politely check them. I had to tell him, you know, that word is not positive. That word is not uplifting. And most importantly, that word does not embody the core values of this organization, which is respect, which is integrity of doing the right thing when people aren't around. And as being a leader, I would expect more out of you. And so my advice for you is two things. One, check them politely, but always bring it back to your core values or bring it back to something that your organization or your team holds true. A lot of times that's your core values. A lot of core values has a respect component. And so being able to link your feedback to that core value or that you know common belief will always be to your benefit. And then also as an HR professional, I'm always gonna advise you, if you have a say what I want Sally type of boss, you need to go to HR. And as someone who works in HR professionally, worked in different industries, what I know to be true is that when it comes to behavior, it has to be a reoccurring behavior for action to be taken. So if you have a record, if HR has a record of this person repeating this behavior, it is going to be that much more easier for that boss to have, you know, action taken versus, you know, something happened and no one reporting it. And then when something bad happens, you know, it's just a slap on the wrist because it's their first defense. So I'm not ever going to tell you to be a snitch or to be a tattletale. But what I will say with my HR hat on is that if something is a reportable offense, if something is sexist, racist, homophobic, disrespectful, or not in compliance with your core values, 
and what your company represents, you need to go to HR. And the fourth and final boss that I want to talk about is micromanager Mary. And, you know, I will say I've definitely had this type of boss who checks everything, who needs to sign off on everything, who needs to know what you're doing at all hours of the day. Um, It's quite annoying, particularly when you are a grown person. You know, if you are straight off of college, um, this may be normal for you because you're used to, you know, the teacher mindset, the professor mindset, the holding hand per se. But if you are deep in your career, if you are a boss, if you are someone who pays your own bills and is an adult, you are very irritated by the micromanager uh, boss. Um, And so I say all that to say that it is okay, it is normal if you are annoyed, but do not let your boss see that. You want to manage up when you have a micromanager type of boss, type of boss, excuse me, because the reason, well, first let me say, before I give you the reason why you want to manage up, let me tell you the why behind the micromanaging. Typically, micromanagers are micromanaging you and checking you because there's not a level of trust there. You may be new to the team or you may have less tenure in this field than other people in your team. So they just want to make sure that you are doing everything correctly, that you are just really on key and on par. So that is pretty much the why behind micromanagers. They're unconfident in something for some reason. So the reason as to why you want to manage up and the reason why you want to take action with the micromanager is because you want to establish trust with them. You want them to see you as a subject matter expert in your field. So when you have a micromanager and something that I've done is I have started to provide lots of updates even before they ask for them. So I've had a micromanager who would just follow up very frequently on the status of people that were bringing into the organization. So they would say, you know, how many anniversaries do you have today? You know, what are you doing today um, as far as getting our word out for our open positions? Like blah, 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 blah. So instead of doing that and answering all of their questions, I made two things. First, I started creating emails every Monday where I would say, this is my plan for the week. This is what I'm going to do. This is my goals, et cetera, et cetera. So that way it established um, this like behavior or I guess this notification that went off in their head. Okay. And on Mondays, I can expect this email from Kirsten saying what she's going to do for the week. So instead of him asking me, you know, what's your plan? I went ahead and provided that for him beforehand. And the second thing that I did is I started to create like a dashboard. Um, and we were actually in physically in the office at this time. So this is different in a virtual world, but I created a dashboard where he could quickly see, you know, how many interviews I had for the week, how many openings I had, et cetera, et cetera. So he didn't have to ask me questions. He could proactively go to this dashboard and get all the answers to his questions. And so with the micromanager, the key is making sure that you manage up and you over communicate with them. And that over communication will then die down because they're going to stop asking you so many questions in regards to what you're doing, how you're doing it and why you're doing it. So in conclusion, I hope that this podcast gave you some insight into the four types of quote unquote bad bosses or just the four types of bosses that you may see in the workplace. 
Now, I know that this is not an end all be all list, but it is a good start uh, for the most common bosses that we may see. And what you may find is that you may take something from each one of these recommendations for, you know, the say what I want to say boss or for the micromanager that you can apply to your boss. Uh, Make sure that you are always utilizing your HR um, profession or excuse me, not profession. Make sure you're utilizing your HR department and know that they are there to help you. Um, Something that I do in my career very actively is just serve as a sounding board for different um, situations or different questions that people may have. And so know that that is part of what we do in HR. We provide you know, this sense of solace or this sense of safe space where you can shoot around ideas or recommendations for dealing with um, a difficult boss or even a difficult coworker. And remember that just as much as a company needs you to meet their goals, you also are in the driver's seat as well. So you, if something gets really, really bad at your company, you can always leave. You can always, you know, create a resume, start interviewing actively as you are in your career. There is no reason why you should accept someone who is being super um, derogatory to you or someone that's micromanaging you that's then impacting your mental health or dealing with someone who isn't developing you. You know, these are all or holding you back is a definitely a good example of a bad boss and a reason for why you want to leave a company. So know that you take control. And I've said this a lot on this episode, but you ultimately own your career. And so if you are not getting the experience that you want out of your career or just out of work in general, you have the ability to leave your company and to start somewhere else and start fresh. But you want to make sure you do that responsibly. So don't, I would never recommend leaving a company and not having a backup plan or having a source of income um, already coming into you. But just know that you hold weight and you hold power. And that something that one person may not value is something that another company would love. And so with that, I will go ahead and end our episode and just stay tuned for our next show where I will be talking about how to deal with those bad coworkers and how to manage up when it comes to coworkers. So I hope that you have enjoyed today's show. And until next time, I'm your host, Kirsten. You've been listening to All Things Career. Be sure to subscribe to learn more ways to increase your value. Don't let what you learned today go to waste. Leave a review. Let us know how you plan on using today's content to improve your career. Until next time.